The 2020 college football season is now officially in the books, and once again, Alabama is the national champion. But now we turn the page, get ready for what's in store for Penn State in 2021. I'm Kevin McGuire, host here of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. It is Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Although I'm putting this episode out a little bit later than I usually do, so you're probably listening to this on Wednesday, January 13th, whatever the case may be. Happy to have you here with me again. I am Kevin McGuire, host of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, contributed to AthlonSports.com. You can find me all over the place as well, so make sure you follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Make sure you're following this podcast on Twitter at LockedOnNittany, and also check out our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch channels, all using the same username of LockedOnNittany. And of course, we are available on so many different podcasting apps. It is almost impossible not to be able to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting app. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are also now on the Radio.com app. And, of course, we are on Amazon Music. So there is literally no excuse for not being able to follow along with the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast here in 2021. So happy to have so many different options to bring this podcast to you. And, again, I apologize for getting this episode out a little bit later than usual. But we do have some interesting topics of conversation to get into in today's episode. We are going to just uh, briefly touch and respond or react, I guess, to Monday night's national championship game between Alabama and Ohio State. Have some thoughts about where that means Penn State is moving forward as far as pursuing a national championship. And on that topic, in the second segment, we'll take a look at some of the early odds for next year's national championship situation and see where Penn State fits into the mix. And in our third and final segment, we do have a couple of news and notes as far as the roster is concerned for the upcoming season, the 2021 season, and just some final thoughts on the season that was for Penn State football, mostly a little bit of a personal side from my point of view, covering covering the uh, the season that was. Uh, it was a unique year, to, say, to put it lightly. Uh, so we'll get into all that later on in today's podcast. But let's not be like a Big 12 official and delay this thing anymore. Let's get into today's episode. On Monday's edition of the podcast, kind of looking forward to Monday night's national championship game between Ohio State and Alabama, I kind of reflected on the idea of whether or not you should be rooting for your conference pride. And I'm never one that really buys into that. I always think that the SEC pride that uh, carries throughout that conference is a little nauseating uh, for a reason, because I just don't feel like it's warranted. I feel like it's kind of silly for a fan of Kentucky or Mississippi State to latch on to all the success that has been accomplished by a football program like Alabama, who on Monday night won their seventh national champion. I'm sorry, sixth national championship under head coach Nick Saban. It's the seventh national championship for Nick Saban as a head coach. Of course, he won one, his first one, with LSU back in the days of the BCS, and he has just continued to pile on success after success with Alabama throughout the course of the BCS, and of course now in the college football playoff. Obviously, left out of the playoff last year, a little bit of a motivating factor. I said at the beginning of the season, that is not something I would take lightly as far as Alabama and where they were going to be going 
the season. But of course, Monday night, you know that Ohio State was going to be a little underwhelmed or underhanded because they've been a little banged up. We saw what uh, the shot that Justin Fields took in the semifinal game against Clemson. I'm still impressed that Justin Fields was able to finish that game, let alone play the way that he did. Uh, it was going to be a little bit different against Alabama, although he certainly made some plays. Uh, but it was certainly, I've said this all along, that Ohio State is a very, very good program, a very good team. And we have seen it covering the Big Ten football over how many years now. We have seen just what kind of a monster Ohio State is within Big Ten football. And they do have a legitimate roster that is going to put them on the national championship radar year in and year out. But when they go up against a team like Alabama, as so many teams this past season found out, it is very difficult to capitalize on any strengths that you actually have on your team. Because no matter how strong you are in any particular area uh, on your roster, chances are Alabama has a way to counter that and maybe even do it one better or two better. And that was certainly the case Monday night because Alabama's offense was just absolutely insane. Very creative. I got to give offensive coordinator, now the Texas head coach, Steve Sarkeesian, a lot of credit for the way that he uh, found ways to get one of the best players in the game so consistently wide open. That, of course, being Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman Trophy. He was just putting on a show against an Ohio State secondary that I'm still surprised Clemson didn't try to expose quite as much. And maybe they wouldn't have had the same kind of success that Alabama did, but Alabama just ripped Ohio State to shreds through it with the passing game. Najee Harris on the ground was just uh, an animal, (laughs) and it helps having one of the best offensive lines uh, in the country with the Joe Moore Award uh, being given to Alabama for the top offensive line for this past season. Uh, it certainly helps when you have that going for you. And then, yes, Ohio State does have the um, the explanation that they were a little shorthanded because of COVID-related issues. And again, injuries banged up. Ohio State didn't come into Monday night's national championship game at 100%. There's no disputing that. Even still, even if Ohio State was at 100%, I don't think the outcome would have changed all that much because that is just how ridiculously good Alabama is. And that brings me back to the point that I'm trying to reconcile with because here we're talking about Penn State and where Penn State is going to be going as a program in the years to come under James Franklin. And I have said time and time again, James Franklin has done a terrific job with building this Penn State program the way that he has since he became the head coach. Yeah, yeah, last year kind of stunk, right? We get that. We understand that. Uh, But I'm willing to give it a little bit of a pass because I do think that we're going to see a very solid rebound of a season for Penn State in 2021. I'm not saying I'm putting Penn State in the college football playoff or anything like that. I still think that there's some rungs on the ladder to climb before they get there. However, I'm willing to suggest that given James Franklin's track record, last year is going to be the exception to the rule. And again, you're not going to get Penn State competing at a high caliber level year in and year out. I don't think just yet, but I do think that Penn State has grown as a program under James Franklin, and they've continued to improve over the course of James Franklin's tenure. So they are a team that is legitimately going to be thought of as a potential Big Ten championship contender. Ohio State's still the team to beat or the team to chase, but Penn State is in that next category. Penn State is going to be one of those programs that will routinely be the biggest challenge for Ohio State, especially if they get that game at home. Obviously, last year didn't play out as well, but you get the idea, right? We've talked about that before. We'll continue to talk about it again, I'm sure. But in the big picture, I think what was on full display Monday night is if Penn State is still trying to chase Ohio State, 
how much more do they have to go where they are going to be a legitimate national championship contending team? Uh, because you're going to have to play at the same level that Alabama has played, the way that LSU played uh, last season, the way that Clemson has over the course of uh, this run that they're on. Uh, so, And, of course, Ohio State has been in the playoff how many times now? So you're talking about making that leap into that playoff mold and potentially winning, not just getting to the playoff, but winning the college football playoff. Because Oklahoma has been to the playoff. Oklahoma hasn't done a thing in the playoff any time that they've been there, but they have been there, and that's where you're trying to overcome. You're trying to not just get into the college football playoff. You're trying to win the whole darn thing. So I think we see, or I think it's a little easy to overreact to one specific game where Ohio State was a little shorthanded against a juggernaut of a team in Alabama. But when you think about where Penn State is as a program, there's still a long way to go before they are going to be in the same category or even think about being in the same category as a team that can legitimately win a national championship. Getting to the college football playoff, I think Penn State is in that conversation right now. I don't think it's too far-fetched to see that Penn State is going to be in a college football playoff under James Franklin in the, in the next few years. They need to get a couple breaks to go their way. Yeah, probably, but they can handle it. They can get to the playoff. What do you do when you get there? That's going to be the big thing. And I think if we saw the disparity between Alabama and Ohio State on full display Monday night in the national championship game, you get a sense of just how far Penn State has to go. Because Penn State's still trying to catch up to Ohio State on a regular basis, and then they need to find ways to close the gap that Ohio State wasn't able to do against Alabama. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to start talking about some of those national championship odds for the 2021 season. But if you want to check them out for yourself right now, now is a great time to get on board with BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts at BetOnline, they are the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust at the Locked On Podcast Network. BetOnline.ag, sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON. They're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Now, of course, there's still a lot of action going on, even though college football is over. You've got the NBA in full swing now. Uh, NHL is about to drop the pucks. And, of course, you've got the NFL playoffs once again uh, coming up this weekend. You know, I said that I liked the Steelers to take care of business against the Cleveland Browns, but I did think that Cleveland was going to give them a run. My goodness, did they? I should have taken Cleveland and the points in that one. But at least hopefully you did. So again, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So just a moment ago, you heard me talk about Bet Online. Well, they are also the proud sponsor of one of our best podcasts on the network right now. That's Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over, but now is a time for a fresh start with a few more wins. And if you're betting this year and want more wins, you have to listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball. They're picking the NFL playoffs. And of course, NBA locks all winter long. So subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions. Of course, we are available on all those major podcasting platforms. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're also on Radio.com, which is pretty cool. I know a lot of people are starting to use Radio.com a little bit more frequently. And of course, if you're looking to just add to your podcast assortment in the new year, maybe you're still trying to make those resolutions to listen to more podcasts, we would definitely appreciate any support you have for us in that category. So again, since we're on the topic of 
betting. <laughs> Let's take a look at some of the initial odds to win the national championship next year. And no surprise, Alabama is going to still be your favorite to win it all next year. And it's typically the case that the reigning national champion is going to be on top of the early picks to win next year's national championship. So I looked at the odds that were released uh, fresh after the national championship game from betonline.ag and took a notice to see exactly where some of the top uh, contenders were and where the rest of the Big Ten fits out. Now, of course, like I said, Alabama is your favorite. They're at plus 350 to win it all again next year. Uh, the two teams that are right behind them are Clemson and Georgia, both those teams at plus 400. Georgia is a very interesting name, and I do think that Georgia tends to get a few more bucks thrown their way just because they're in Georgia. It's one of those schools. It's kind of like Michigan and Notre Dame. I feel like Michigan, Notre Dame, Georgia, maybe even Texas – USC, those schools are always going to get a few more bets to go their way. And that's why, you know, sometimes the line has to adjust a little bit because of the frequency and, and how much is being bet on those teams to win it loss. But legitimately, Georgia looked like a much better team as the season went on last year. So I can definitely understand why there's going to be a lot of hype and expectations for them next year. Uh, certainly having a quarterback in JT Daniels from the start of the season it would be a big difference for them. You know they're going to run the football. You know their defense is going to be pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, they're third on the board tied with – well, technically they're second on the board tied with Clemson at plus 400. And, of course, Clemson uh, not about to – be knocked too far down the boards here because uh, even though they didn't win in their semifinal round against Ohio State this year and didn't look particularly great doing so, Clemson is still Clemson. And even though they're going to be in the post-Trevor Lawrence phase, uh, Dabo Swinney's been doing some pretty good stuff there. So no surprise there. Alabama, the easy favorite at plus 350, followed by Clemson and Georgia at plus 400. Uh, next team on the board, I actually, I'm not looking at the odds of right in front of me right now. I just jotted down a bunch of these, but Ohio State comes in at plus 650. So not exactly um, unexpected there. Ohio State is always going to have certainly the best odds among Big Ten teams, and they just played for the national championship. They just dismantled Clemson in the semifinal round. So yeah, Ohio State, they're not going anywhere. They're going to be very good once again next year. So get used to it. Ohio State's going to be the top team on the Big Ten as far as the odds to win next year's national championship. And we'll throw in the other playoff team that was in this year's fold, and that was Notre Dame. Notre Dame's coming in a little bit further down, but still uh, among the top programs out there at plus 2,800 to win it all again next year. Some other schools around the Big Ten. First of all, I guess I should mention where Penn State is, right? So, yeah, Penn State is coming in at plus 5,000. So if you take a look at some of the uh, the odds, you know, obviously you're going a little bit higher now. Uh, but I just mentioned Notre Dame, who was just in the playoff, is probably still going to be a very good team again next year. Whether or not they're in the ACC or not, I don't know if that's been decided. But if Notre Dame's at plus 2,800, Penn State's at plus, plus 5,000. Uh, so you can kind of see the kind of difference that we were talking about. And, of course, Ohio State is at plus 650. So Ohio State at plus 650, Penn State at plus 5,000. Yeah, it might be worth it to put a couple bucks down on Penn State. Who knows? <laughs> because what's the harm going to be? And it's certainly going to be a nice payout if it works out. But as far as the rest of the Big Ten is concerned, if you're curious about that, obviously Ohio State's going to be at the top. Uh, Penn State does not have the second best odds to win the national championship next year. That would go to the Wisconsin Badgers at plus 4,000. So, you know, Wisconsin, Penn State, kind of in the same boat. I guess uh, Wisconsin gets a little bit of a better odds on most of these kind of uh, way too early odds because they play in a different division. So they don't necessarily have to go through Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan and Michigan State and Indiana in order to play for a spot in the college football playoff because if Wisconsin can just get to the Big Ten championship game 
and win that game, then odds are they're probably going to have a pretty decent chance to play in the college football playoff. We'll see if it happens. Interesting to note, Penn State will open the season on the road, September 4th, I believe it is, against Wisconsin. So we're already starting to look forward to that week one matchup. I know we're going to do some fun conversations at some point over the summer, I'm sure, with Asher Lowe over at Locked on Badgers. Uh, we are, I already kind of teased him and joked with him about when he wants to do the crossover to look forward to that game. Uh, we're just within the first 48 hours of the conclusion of the 2020 college football season. And I'm already looking forward to week one with Penn State visiting Wisconsin. But there you go. Wisconsin at plus 4,000. Penn State at plus 5,000. After that, the odds start to ramp up a little bit. Betalanda and AG has Iowa and Indiana at plus 10,000 to win it all next year. Followed by Northwestern at plus 20,000. Michigan State at plus 25,000 along with Minnesota and Nebraska and Purdue. So once again, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, all at plus 25,000 to win a national championship next year. Then you got Brett Bielma. Welcome back to the Big Ten, first of all, Brett Bielma. He's the new head coach at Illinois. Uh, Illinois is going to have a plus 50,000 shot to win it all next year. That is the same odds that are being given to Maryland and Rutgers. Those are your worst odds among all Big Ten teams. Again, no real shocking developments there, but you kind of get the idea of where things are. As far as the odds are concerned, uh, Ohio State's still in a class of its own as far as the Big Ten is concerned at plus 650. The next best team you have is Wisconsin at plus 4,000, then Penn State at plus 5,000. So there's a serious gap there, I think, as far as national championship hopes and expectations are for the 2021 season. But again, no real surprise here because we've been talking about this how often now where Ohio State has established itself as clearly uh, recruiting at a higher level than everybody else in the Big Ten, developing talent at a better uh, rate than everybody else in the Big Ten. So there is a talent gap. That doesn't mean that Ohio State's invincible. We have seen that before. And you know, maybe Penn State's going to be a team that can knock them off. It's probably not going to happen in 2021, but there you go. Ohio State at plus 650, Penn State at plus 5,000 to win the national championship. In the 2021 season, and again, yes, we are counting down the days. Well, not literally just yet, but uh, maybe somebody out there is. We are getting ready for Penn State, Wisconsin, week one in Madison. Big Ten championship hopes already on the line. Is it a Big Ten championship game preview? Well, there will be plenty of time to have that discussion over the course of the next few months. Hopefully by the time the next season does roll around, things will be a little bit back more to normal and maybe you'll even get a chance to go to a Penn State football game. Maybe you'll even get a chance to have a tailgate party. Well, if you're already thinking about that, you want to make sure your car is already in shape, ready to go when you need it. And that is by getting everything you need right from rockauto.com. That's right, rockauto.com. They're back and they're on board supporting the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Could not be happier to have them here across the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, they are a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. I know I've used them and they give you some really good prices. It doesn't matter if you're an amateur that knows nothing about cars like me or a professional who knows everything about cars like somebody you probably know. Maybe David Putty. Remember him from Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Rockauto.com makes it incredibly easy easy to find everything you need for your car. Take from me, for example, I needed wipers one time last fall and I went to rockauto.com. I entered the make and model of my car and I found exactly which wipers I needed to buy. Because if you've ever looked for wipers, you have to go to the store, you have to search through the catalog to try and find what you're looking for. No, not with rockauto.com. You just go to rockauto.com, you enter the make and model of your car, 
brings you up the entire catalog of everything specifically available for your car and you can even break it down by categories after that so it's incredibly easy to use it's simple straightforward this is why they've been doing this for over 20 years they know what it takes to quickly give you everything you need available for your car no hassle and of course they even have contactless delivery these days and that is awesome because who wants to go out and buy what you need for a car, maybe pay more than you need? Just go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Wrapping up this edition of the Locked On Nittany Alliance podcast, and there are a couple of news and notes I want to get into. First, I should have mentioned this in the beginning while I was talking about Alabama, but we kind of mentioned it in yesterday's podcast, or maybe it was one day last week, but Bill O'Brien, former head coach of the Penn State Nittany Alliance before we went on to the NFL with the Houston Texans, does look like he's going to be the next offense coordinator at Alabama. And I've said before, you give Bill O'Brien all those tools to work with at Alabama, and he is going to have a field day. It's not going to be very long before Bill O'Brien is back as a head coach somewhere. Uh, because if you go to be the offensive coordinator at Alabama, you're going to be a head coach again someday. Just ask Lane Kiffin, just ask Steve Sarkeesian. Lane Kiffin, of course, went on to be the head coach at Ole Miss. Uh, I'm sorry, he went, he left Alabama as the offensive coordinator to be the head coach at FAU, and that eventually led to his current position at Ole Miss. And of course, Steve Sarkeesian now uh, has gone through his uh, professional resurrection, and he's going to be the new head coach of the freaking Texas Longhorns. My goodness, that's going to be a lot of fun if you're a Texas fan uh, after what we saw in the national championship game but bill o'brien I, I think deserves a lot of credit for the job he did at penn state i've said that before i'm going to say it again and i will say it till the end of my days because bill o'brien i think did a fantastic job with what he was given and i don't blame him one bit for leaving for the nfl when he did because we all knew that that was his dream that was his major goal but now of course things didn't work out with the houston texans for one reason or another we're not going to get into that but now he gets a chance to very likely, reportedly, will be the next offensive coordinator at Alabama. And uh, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch from afar. <laughs> it would be very interesting if we ever see a Penn State versus Alabama matchup because, quite honestly, I, it's kind of scares me to see Bill O'Brien coaching that Alabama offense. I'm very much looking forward to seeing what he does under Nick Saban. Wish him all the best of luck, too, because I, I, I think there are a lot of people that really like Bill O'Brien. I don't think there's anybody or at least there aren't a whole lot of people that have a lot of negative things or any negative things to say about Bill O'Brien, even though he was only there for a couple of years. Again, take a look at the situation he inherited or certainly took over and what was thrown his way. Bill O'Brien did a freaking great job, I think, with Penn State. And if he can make Christian Hackenberg look like a player that could potentially have an NFL future, he's going to do some pretty good things with Alabama. So uh, nothing official yet as of the time I'm recording this. However, Steve Sarkeesian has been introduced as the next head coach at uh, Texas. He went through his press conference, so it's only a matter of minutes probably until Alabama makes the official hiring news regarding potentially Bill O'Brien. But of course, more closer to home with Penn State, the roster for next year is already starting to come together. And there have been some really good developments uh, just recently with players deciding that they're going to be staying put uh, at Penn State and come back for that extra year of eligibility in some cases. Uh, starting on the offensive line, Rachid Walker announced that he's going to be returning for 2021. That's always a big plus getting a guy that has some starting experience coming back to an offensive line. That is huge. So a really nice uh, offensive line men coming back for Penn State. Of course, this follows the news that Jahad Dotson's already coming back. We already know that there's a new offense coordinator, Mike Yursich, which I'm really excited about. 
And then on the defensive side, Jaquan Brisker announced that he's going to be coming back for 2021. So that's a huge uh, uplifting spot for the safety position uh, coming into next year because Jaquan Brisker, I think, has a lot of talent. And certainly having him uh, back in the fold, patrolling the secondary, it's going to be a lot of good uh, vibes, I think, for this defense going into next year. Uh, one thing kind of related to Bill O'Brien, which I should have mentioned earlier, former Penn State tight end Adam Brenneman. I don't know if you've been following his career, but he's coaching. He's been working with the Herm Edwards uh, Sun Devils, of course, at Arizona State. And he was recently promoted to tight end coach at Arizona State. So I don't know if you saw that or not, but I figured I'd throw that in there as well. Of course, Adam Brenneman was one of the huge recruits that was brought in by Bill O'Brien to Penn State. And then, of course, uh, Adam Brenneman uh, had some injury issues, but that was a really key recruit for Bill O'Brien just to kind of tie it all together. So anyway, we are sitting here now. The season is over officially. Obviously, Penn State season ended at the end of their regular season, opted not to go to a bowl game. Understandable why. And I just feel like this season was a little bit more of a grind than it usually is. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. uh, And I think that that kind of soaked out some of the energy or drained some of the energy I think some of the people had uh, for the sport of college football. And and me personally, it was a tough year for me because, you know, for the first time in I can't even remember how many years now, I wasn't actually working during college football season. Uh, It's been a long time since I've been able to say that. And it wasn't all that great for me because I I obviously lost my job with NBC uh, during the course of the summer with all the pandemic uh, shutting down sports. Uh, NBC was hit kind of hard along with a lot of industries or a lot of companies throughout the industry. So I certainly was not the only one in that territory. Obviously, I've picked up some other gigs. I'm I'm still staying active, but it wasn't the same kind of uh, grind that I always looked forward to on those Saturdays, uh, 12, 14 hours of college football, uh, sitting in front of a computer. I know it sounds kind of dorky, but... I loved it and I didn't really have that same experience. And I'm not saying that I had bad experiences this fall because I did get a chance to kind of sit back and enjoy the game more as a fan overall. And that was enjoyable to me. So while it wasn't necessarily the ideal condition that I would have liked to have been in, it was not one I was going to waste. So I did get to spend more time with family. I got to spend some more time just relaxing and uh, obviously picking up some other gigs uh, here and there was nice. But for me, that my perspective on the sport kind of changed a little bit. And it doesn't mean that I'm not looking forward to more college football because I live and breathe college football. I will talk college football every day of the year, uh, which is good because I do do a da- uh, daily Penn State football podcast. <laughs> and of course, I'm the co-host of the Locked On College Football Podcast. And those things are going to still go on. But it was a, a very different year. I didn't necessarily... Uh, prioritize everything I was doing on a Saturday around when those noon kickoffs were starting. Uh, I wasn't glued to my TV uh, from from noon Eastern until 2.30 in the morning <laughs> watching all the college football I possibly could. And a lot of that is because I wasn't doing the same kind of work I was. Obviously, I was obviously focused on Penn State. We did some live post-game streams here. And of course, I was focused on LSU because I've been doing some LSU writing for LSU Tigers Wire on the USA Today uh, Sports Media Network, if you want to check that out. Uh, so I, I was focused on Penn State. I was focused on LSU. Uh, I didn't really watch a lot of the other college football that was going on around the country. So I kind of missed that. I, I'm sure I missed all of some really good stories. And that's you know something that I was willing to sacrifice <laughs> because I did get a chance to kind of sit back and relax and enjoy um, whatever was out there. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot going on, of course, with shutdowns and everything. But um, you know, I, I just taking a step back was probably a mentally a good thing for me because uh, the fall usually is a really tough grind. And this, this is on top of a day job that I do 
uh, Monday through Friday that where I'm working long hours and, you know, mandatory overtime from time to time. Uh, those were making for some very long days. So, you know, it, there is kind of a blessing in disguise, I guess, by some of the things that are going on. And hopefully you'll be able to find some of those as well. So there's my final thought. You know, obviously this is a tough year for everybody in 2020. I uh, don't know when things will get back to full normalcy. But here I am sitting here sort of in the middle of the first month of 2021. And while everything's not great yet, hopefully I'm hoping that things are going to get better. And maybe we will get a chance to enjoy more college football in the fall. But as for right now, we're still on target for a week one matchup between Penn State and Wisconsin. We will continue to act as if that is the case as we start to go through Penn State's now offseason. We do know that the National Signing Day uh, is still coming up at the beginning of February. So we still have that to look forward to, although I don't think there's going to be a whole lot that goes on with Penn State in particular. Always keeping an eye on that transfer portal, which is probably the busier aspect of this roster offseason right now. And of course, uh, we'll start to look forward to the NFL draft and players that are going off to the NFL. And we'll start to break down what their chances are. And maybe we'll talk to some NFL experts to figure out exactly where they stand. But there's still a lot of stuff to dig into this week right now with Penn State, with all the offensive uh, changes as far as the offensive coordinator. I do want to uh, touch base with our friends from Locked On Longhorns, get their take on Mike Yurcich. And of course, we will still be looking to bring on some guests along the way as well. Some familiar voices you've heard before, maybe some new ones as well. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I apologize once again for getting this one out a little bit later than I usually do, but hopefully it helps uh, satisfy your Penn State podcasting craving. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing, rating, and reviewing, uh, following us on Twitch and watching our live streams uh, at Locked On Nittany. And, of course, you can find us on all the major podcasting apps. So subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, (laughs) Radio.com, Amazon Music, whatever you're using to listen to podcasts. Go ahead and help support the show. That way, your feedback is greatly appreciated. It really does help us create the show and build the show into something that you guys want to listen to, something you would look forward to on a regular basis and want to share with your friends and your family and, of course, your fellow Penn State fans. And, of course, follow us on all of our social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, using the username LockedOnNittany. I'm Kevin McGuire. Thank you for so much for following me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB and checking out my Twitch live channel at twitch.tv slash KevinMLive. You can also find me on athlonsports.com and check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin Until next time, everybody, have a great day. Go 1-0 today, and I'll talk to you again very soon. <laughs>